also, are, is, this, is this part of what we're doing? Is this part of the actual thing right now that you're doing? It's recording, but no. Oh, okay. So we have a little, a little piece at the end that we call just the tip. And I, I thought that the pocketbook sisters could leave us with a, a <laughs> little tip. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Honey, no, like, oh, a tip as an advice, not the yeah, tip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> where are we? Uh, is this like rated what? <clears throat> is this podcast rated? Hey guys, welcome back to Something Social Podcast. We're your hosts, the James Curls. I'm Mo. And I'm Nay. And we hope you're ready to join our conversations about dating, relationships, love, and just general adulting. For more content, event updates, or to contact us, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The James Curls. And our podcast Instagram at Something Social JC. Enjoy. Bye. <laughs> All right, welcome back to Something Social with James Curls. And I always dance whenever I intro us. <laughs> I don't know habit. why. I don't know why. But um, so I actually am really, really, really excited about this episode because we have our family on today. Mm-hmm. And Nay, ever so cleverly, thought of a name called the James Gang Giants. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we some giants in James Gang. So um, I'm really excited about it because um, I really admire what everybody's doing. I'm just like so proud of all the accomplishments of our family. I think that we've matured so well um, into such amazing young beautiful women with amazing gene pools gonna say you can get into them jeans for a second the jeans let's get into hello we see it okay jeans (laughs) bomb but um i'm really excited (laughs) (laughs) really excited to talk about um passion and purpose because if one, if you don't know one thing about them jeans we some passionate behind people (laughs) and we some purposeful people and I really would just like to open the floor so everybody can kind of talk about their businesses, talk about their, their passions and their purposes and how they may be linked or they may be not linked. Mm-hmm. Um, I, for one, have no idea what my purpose is. I know what my passion is, but I don't know what my purpose is. So I'd like to hear from everybody else and maybe it'll come to me. <laughs> So yeah. Um, so a passion, just for definition purposes, for anybody listening, we know is a strong feeling of enthusiasm or excitement for something, right? So <clears throat> something that you feel strongly about, that you're excited about doing, your what, right? And then your purpose is your why. So it's the reason for which something is done or created and why something exists, right? So for some people, it, <laughs> it coincides. It's like the same thing. For me, I think... Um, I don't really know what my purpose is yet either, but I do feel like it is somewhat linked to my passion, which is my career. I like working with children. Um, I've been working with children for several years, but only recently since I've been in the school have I felt like it was more of a passion for me. So when I worked in social services, it really was just kind of like a job. So um, who wants to go first? I'll go first. All right, let's go, EJ. Let's do it. Okay, so definitely 
Uh, I would say my purpose, I'm still looking for that as well. I know the things that happened to me within the past couple of years has something to do with my purpose, but I just had, I just haven't pinpointed it yet. Um, some things that do come to my mind as far as purpose is maybe inspiring others to be stronger or to achieve their goal and not let limitations um, be, well, not let limitations basically be a barrier to what they want to do in life. And I think that's part of my purpose, but I'm not 100% sure yet. I think I'm going to have to get a couple more years under my belt to figure that out. As far as my passion, I would say, number one, as you all know, fitness is my passion. Um, fitness has always been my passion, always been athletic from younger, but as far as um, not making it as far as Tamara because of some other issues, but <laughs> her going to the WNBA and stuff like that, I would say that fitness is definitely my passion. Nay, you know, in college, I used to drag you guys to spin class and to the gym and all that other stuff, and I think it just got stronger and stronger um, after I've graduated college. Um, I would say another passion of mine is anything where I can use my creativity, um, whether it be building websites, coming up with product names, um, writing is a big thing. Um, currently, I do have Beat It Phoenix, which I'm going to get back up going again. Um, Beat It Phoenix is basically my speed company um, that came about during COVID. And I feel like my the way I feel the way I feel creatively, I can express it through waist beads, um, allowing women to feel beautiful, no matter what they look like, their shape, size, color, um, if they have, you know, a scar or whatever, but they can feel beautiful when they put these waist beads on and they're one of a kind, of course, if you get them custom made. Um, the other thing I have going is writing my book. I've talked to you guys about that, talked to Tamara in the last couple of months about that. So I'm trying to get kickstarted on that again because I have come into a writer's block area where I think I'm think overthinking things when it comes to it and not just writing as I've, I, like I said, I've talked to you guys about that before. So those are my passions, creativity, writing, fitness, and my purpose, I'm still trying to figure it out, but I feel like it's linked to um, inspiring others. Can you can you elaborate a little bit? Because we know the story, but <clears throat> anybody who's listening might not really know where that thought of where your purpose might be, like where that's going. Mm -hmm. They don't know where that came from. Right. Um, just like a little quick little rundown. Quick little rundown. <laughs> Two thousand. That was not a quick rundown of events. But uh, 2014. Um, one day I woke up, arm paralyzed. Um, a week went by going through MRIs, different doctor visits, trying to figure out what it was. Nobody knew what it was. Um, I got hospitalized after that. It was a flesh-eating bacteria um, called necrotizing fasciitis, um, streptococcal strain A, had me hospitalized for 21 days, um, basically ate through um, the fat in my right arm, um, had to get a skin graft. All the fat was removed, got a skin graft from my right thigh, and basically had to start going through rehab once it healed, um, having six surgeries. Um, that happened, I think I said 2014. So from there, um, you know, just trying to get back into the fitness thing, trying to overcome mentally as far as the things I used to do um, fitness-wise, I can't do, but now I know how to modify it and give it 100%, 110%. Um, so basically, you know, I try to post things about fitness sometimes 
um, trying to inspire others. And, and sometimes I don't even know I'm inspiring others. It's just people who come to me and say, hey, man, you're doing a good job. You're inspiring me. Keep doing what you're doing. If it were me, I don't know what I would have done. So basically, that's a quick, quick, quick story. And Erica was still trying to go roller skating with that arm. Like, <laughs> I was like, we're not we're having almost, a roller skating listen, party. I almost it's had to pop her. She, she's like, I'm <laughs> driving. We finna go get something to eat. She told I'm driving. I'm like, wait, can you drive yet? <laughs> no, I'm talking clear? about when she didn't go to the hospital yet. She was still like, it was right before her birthday party. party. She was like, we're having a roller skating party. <laughs> I'm going go out. Your birthday, your 30th you birthday, birthday right? Yeah, it was, um, I was admitted the day before my 31st birthday, didn't see my birthday at all. I was under for two days and I woke up and then that's when Mike Brown happened and Robin Williams, I think like committed suicide, like all types of stuff happened when I woke up and I was like, what happened in two days? <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. yeah. Lord have mercy. Well, all right. That's well, beautiful. Thank you. I love it. Thank y'all. Yeah, she's definitely motivating. If you have an Apple Watch, add her. She will comment on every single she's workout activity. <laughs> you don't work out. You don't need to work out. We ain't gonna talk about Hold it. Hold on, this like the uh, this like the Fitbit we used to do. Yes. Do you not can do it on the Apple Watch. Mm -hmm. You got one. We have an Apple Watch, don't you? Yeah. Oh. Okay. Let okay. Y'all so don't you. add me because my, my my workouts is hit or miss. Well, you. Need to I don't work out at all. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> You can still get a tan, though. You can still get a tan, though. All right. <laughs> y'all are silly. All right. My Apple Watch acting up, but y'all, um, I, I have fit it. Uh, <laughs> that's all right. We, we, yeah, we used to have Do I sense judgment? No. No. I have a Fitbit. I still have I've been too. swimming and swimming and swimming with my Apple Watch. Now the display just an mm -mm. ungave out. Mm -mm. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> All right, Shaniqua, your turn. How y'all told me? All right. Let me mute my phone. Let me mute my phone. Anyhow, I'm Shaniqua. Um, and I founded an organization, shall I say a company called Pocketbook Sisters. And it was geared towards my own personal experience of having PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome. Mm -hmm. um, since I was 19, my period, I first got my period when I was nine years old. And then when I was at the age of 16, they stopped coming, 17, they stopped coming, 18, they stopped coming. And finally, uh, my mom took me to the OBGYN and they tell me, oh, you have PCOS. And I'm like, well, what's that? You know, um, and basically it was, ba it was basically saying, okay, you, you're not going to be able to have kids. You're not going to be able to get pregnant, blah, 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 blah. So I go to these different doctors. I take these different tests. You know, they, they put everybody on birth control. They put everybody on hormonal therapy. And at the time, you don't know. In my 20s, I'm drinking, eating all kind of uh, starches. I know nothing about it or whatnot until I got, when I was taking birth control when I was in college, I used to bleed through my pads and through my um, underwear, my pants. So the first two days of school, I couldn't, in college, I, I didn't go to class because I was debilitated. So I started researching little by little, finding out things on my own, researching herbs and natural ways, um, getting to understand what it truly is instead of masking the symptoms, getting to the root cause. 
Like, why is my hair coming out? Why I got this mustache? <laughs> like, why my sideburns like Elvis? Seriously, like, why, why my, why my sideburns like Elvis? And it's like these things you keep, you know, looking at, and your period going off, and then, um, what, without you getting your period, you get a chance of risk for uterine cancer. And I was that person at risk. I had a biopsy. It came back as low, the lowest form before it turns into cancer. That was the most painfulest thing I ever experienced in my life. And then you have to come back three months, they do it again. So when I started researching, I started exercising, I started taking herbs when I was in my thirties. And then my period, I got, I did do acupuncture in my twenties. It bought my period on and it was normal. Mm -hmm. Acupuncture bought it on. The lady kept calling me. She's like, it's going to come on any day now. And I'm like, this lady lying. (laughs) It came on and I told her to turn it off. I called her back to turn this thing off because it was just coming out, coming out. And so when I got in my thirties, I noticed my period stopped. I was doing CrossFit. I wasn't really losing weight. I was calling Tamara, like I'm doing all the exercises. I'm eating the way I'm supposed to eat. What's going on? I ain't losing no weight. And so my period didn't come. And I said, it's just exercise. And my cousin's like, you need to pee on the stick. I'm like, girl, ain't nobody pregnant. This the cycle going on again. And when I did pee on the stick, I was pregnant. I went, I was eight and a half weeks. And this is with no medication. This is with herbs. This is with diet. This is with exercise. I was eight and a half weeks, heard a heartbeat. And then a couple of weeks later, I experienced a miscarriage. Mm-hmm. And when I experienced that miscarriage, I was so intrigued that looking at the baby, like me and Tamara on the side of the bed, I'm like, oh my God, this was inside of me. You know, you see the little eyes and everything. The whole thing was intact, like a balloon oh, just, wow. you know, came out. And then it was like, little by little, every couple of months I was pregnant. I was pregnant. I have a tubal, you know, when you have a tubal, mm-hmm. you know, the doctor told me like, you need to get a chemo shot. And I'm like, I don't want the chemo shot. And I was like, but I don't want surgery. You know, you take the chemo shot. Then you go to this baby here, this baby that is like, it just kept going and going. And through that pain, I found my purpose. Like, I guess I'm stronger than most because uh, when I talked to, they had a miscarriage. They're like, oh my God, they distraught. Mm-hmm. And that first one really broke me down to to about nothing. Like I was, I couldn't believe them. Like, you know, why, you know, you ask the questions, why me, why me, why me? And so I was just like, thank, thank you, God. I was able to even get pregnant and experience it. Mm -hmm. That's the perspective I started looking at. And then other women would come to me, oh, I got PCOS and I got this. And they don't understand, you know, like um, tomorrow I'm supposed to speak on the clubhouse with these uh, fitness and health people. And even the class I go to in the mornings with my sister, you know, they want to put everybody in the book. You can't put the PCOS people in the book because you have what's called insulin resistance. You know, that's what's causing your hair coming out and all kinds of other symptoms. So you have to, you know, take it easy. It's more resistance training and strength training because your body's already in a state of stress. So you want to do them high intensity cardio workouts? Guess what? It's putting your body back in the stress. You're not going to lose the weight. So I noticed even with just lifting the weights and stuff, I noticed the difference in the short term versus I'm doing crossfitting. Ain't nothing, ain't nothing happening. And what do you do for those people who are on blood pressure medications to control the heart rate? Because that's another side effect of PCOS. When you take that beta blocker, your heart rate not going past 130, 135. It's not going past it, no matter how hard you exercise. So I'm going to put that on display um, for them tomorrow. But anyhow, I decided to start uh, creating products that were hormone friendly, like my soaps. I was trying to find a a base to make my soaps, a base that didn't include SELS, soy, detergents, surfactants. And it took me a long time until I found it because our skin is our biggest organ. Mm-hmm. So when you put what you put on your skin goes directly, basically into your bloodstream. So I started, you know, um, 
researching the different oils, researching which ones is better in conjunction. How do you, you know, um, how can you say, infuse this oil and stuff like that. And that is what I put into my soaps. Um, that's what I put into my uh, scrubs. That's what I put into my body butters. It took a long time because I keep updating, updating, updating until I get it to where I want it to be. And also Pocketbook Sisters is in helping women with their hygiene. I've spoken to young women. You know, when we were little, well, my mom told us everything. We was little about four or five. This is a penis, this is that. This is... <laughs> she always, you know, told us those things. But it's a lot of girls, you know, they think we have one opening down there. They think you put deodorant down there because they're musky. They don't know to change their pads. They don't know how to do yeah. any of that stuff. And then with PCOS, that's a whole nother ball game. I can't have kids. I'm like, yes, you can. Yeah, I work yeah. in labor and delivery and a lot of women had PCOS had children, mm -hmm. but the doctors don't care to research it or what yeah. or whatnot. So that's what PCOS, bring, I mean, pocketbook sister, sorry, brings to the table. That is my passion to impact women to let them know you're not alone. There is alternatives. There is things you can do to your body, supplementation, get your lab work and also um, health wise. A lot of women are walking around with high blood pressure. They think they skinny. Oh, I don't got this and I don't got that. It's not till you get the signs later. You done had it for years. Now your kidneys messed up. So I try to get that message out um, as well. And then I did start an organization also called Loretta's Heart with home health. I noted a lot of um, elderly people in their homes were eating cat food. They had no resources. They don't know what's available to them through their insurance company. And I happen to work for an insurance company now so I let them know the benefits. I try to find the resources and bring it to them. Uh, a great way too is the Tamara James Day. She let me put a health fair in there because a lot of people aren't able to get to those resources to get those screenings. Yeah. So I said, okay, we're going to bring it all here. And I to, if I got to go knock it on the door, bring your butt out here to go get checked, you know, <laughs> go get checked or whatnot. But um, that's my passion. That's my purpose. And I'm going to continue to create hormone-friendly products and the fragrances used in my products are phthalate-free. I'm trying least as possible to um, not disrupt the endocrine system, which, you know, causes endometriosis, fibroids, PCOS, all of that is from excess estrogen. Even from the receipts we touch goes into your bloodstream, the hot water bottles. I can go on and on track. But anyhow, that's my passion. And that's my purpose. That's frightening. Yeah, I know. I work gloves and mask everywhere. Still. I'm going to live in a bubble. Don't worry about it. Yeah, you gotta live in the bubble. You just yeah, gotta yeah. reduce some of this stuff. Oof. Well, that was Shaniqua's soap is the bomb, though. Her soap is the bomb. Okay. Okay. I heard mine was coming soon, Shaniqua. I heard mine was coming. It's bomb. Yeah, pocketbook sisters with C Y S T. So, just so they know. You can the handles. <laughs> yeah, we'll the put it up in. All right, who want to go next? We got two left. Yes, I'll go. I'm not gonna be last. <laughs> like, I don't want to have the pressure. I don't want to have the pressure of going last. I just want to say, you know what? I think this is pretty dope. We are the James Gang goats. Um, you know, we definitely have in us the ability to have different businesses and different passions. I'm still waiting on Nisha to do my shirts. <clears throat> Gave up. The logo. Logo. I did. I sent it to you. Look. I know, I still right, too. I got you. It's okay. But you have the shirt company. We have um, scrubs and lotions and soaps. You know, we have the beads. And I still don't know how to tie yet, so I gotta get back with Erica. And then we, right. and then we have candles. Mine, I, bust, I bust mine, I'm clean open. 
<laughs> oh, <laughs> see, I'm scared that I'm scared if I put the the you know put it around me and I eat, you know, it's gone. It's just gone. It's just gone. I didn't know the roll. <laughs> And then you have Untaid with those candles. Those candles really smell really, really good. And so I'm just really proud of all of us being able to um, look past and, and be our own CEOs and stop leaning on nine to fives because that's my side job. You know, right. my, my real job is my business. Um, but my, my passion is definitely help my passion and my purpose seem to be you know connected to each other my purpose I, I believe I've been put here on this earth to help people and and that's what fuels me I do it because I, I understand how it is growing up without resources and money and um having to rob Peter to pay Paul and how much I really depended on my my village my village could have been my family my my friends are just total strangers who wanted to help me um get to where I was going and I, I wanted to be that person. And when you help someone, for me, when I help someone, um, the feeling that you get from a person who, who has been, whose life you have genuinely touched and inspired and, and saved, um, I, 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 can't, I can't really put into words how that feels. But from serving with the Tamara James Foundation and touching so many people and seeing so many people cry just for a Thanksgiving basket, just for being thought of. Yeah. Um, I know that a lot of us suffer in silence and just me living my, my true story and, and, and who I am and, and my struggles and not being afraid to share those things we never know who we're inspiring just with who we are and our stories and the people that contact me and the strangers that contact me, it, it is really what fuels me to, to continue to go. So very thankful for my foundation and everyone who's part of that. I know that you all understand that feeling of, of gratitude that you get when someone who couldn't pay their bills and, and they're about to get evicted and you can help that individual or making sure students are prepared for the first day of schools because their parents, you know, rather have Jordans and, and, and wigs than getting their kids the necessities that they need in order to start the school year or having people that, you know, um, we anonymously do a lot of things for people that we don't post because there are people who are ashamed and who are afraid to ask for help because everything is put on social media nowadays. And so really just being able to be a catalyst for change in our communities, um, having a seat at the table now in my current position as an elected official in the city to make sure that you are pouring those resources into the right communities, it, it literally drives me. I hate being a politician. It is not something that I ever thought I would have done, but I love inducing change and I love helping people. And this right now currently is the way that God has allowed me to continue my purpose and my passion. And he has challenged me in so many different ways to say, you know what, you wanna do X, Y, and Z, but I'm gonna see if you can still have your passion and your purpose through different avenues. And so I've had to look at the circumstances that I am in and say, in spite of, I'm still going to help people. Um, it's all about the people to me. I don't care if you're Democrat or Republican. I don't care if, if you are on a different socioeconomic you know, status. 
if you came for money, if you didn't come for money, if you're black or you're white, it's all about helping people and traveling the world and playing basketball. I experienced so many different cultures and so many different countries that they are so poor. I mean, I know that we say we're gonna go on vacation these places and we complain a lot about America, but for me, me seeing two and three year olds in Turkey on the highways begging for money yeah. with their parents, me seeing places that are like shacks and these people are happy. It, it gave me, it, it gave me humility. Mm-hmm. It, it made me very thankful for the things. It, it made me understand how spoiled we are as Americans. And it made me grateful for the little things. And so um, I, I can't say no to my passion and my purpose because I'm always putting myself somewhere else to do something else. If that is going to schools and you know trying to reach out to our young ladies. Um, my latest venture has been my book that I, I recently um, released called The Skin I'm In. And um, that was released. <laughs> what happened? I should have grabbed it. <laughs> she was ready, uh, baby. Um, <laughs> and, and that that was released because I went through a lot of colorism when I when I was in school. I went through a lot of colorism in my household, and you know those things they 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 can scar you for life if you leave untreated wounds untreated. The infection just grows and grows and grows, mm-hmm. and so reaching those people and reaching our youth at such a young age and learning how to have self-love. I mean, because at the end of the day, everybody going to tan now, they want to be dark. You know, a lot of people, not everybody, but you know, you have different people that are really embracing melanin, embracing who we are. We have black girl magic that, you know, um, are really just out there and being very unapologetic and happy, just, just to be comfortable in your skin. Doesn't mean that we think we're better than anyone else, but for so long with Jim Crow and everyone else, and a lot of this didn't even come from my white counterparts and from my white schoolmates, my white teammates. It came from black people, it came from black men. It came from black women. Women that are also dark skinned, but think that you're darker than them. And like, hey, hey, pot, hey, kettle, you know, it's just, it's crazy. And so when I, when I first started having uh, pillow talk sessions with these young girls, and I would say, you know what, tell me something that you like about yourself and something that you don't like about yourself. And 90% of the room didn't like that they were dark skinned. And it literally broke my heart because how can you grow up? and just literally not love what God has given you. Whatever that is, I don't care if he gave you one eye, one toe or whatever it is, this is, this is the body that you have forever. Right. You know, and to, to be able to just let these girls know that they are beautiful and they have purpose and they, ha- and they can find their passion and to learn how to just accept who they are. Um, I think it, it continues to drive me and now having a son, a nine-year-old who, is, is my chocolate baby. Um, <clears throat> I, I love the fact that he loves his skin. I love the fact that, you know, he's like, I'm a black king. I'm a chocolate, my mom's chocolate baby. Because you, he's going to face criticism when he goes to school. He's going to face these things. But the ability to stand strong in the face of hate is something that I'm always going to instill and in, in teach him and hopefully continue to teach everyone else that I have the ability to touch a mentor and so um, I'm thankful for this platform and thank you for giving me time uh, to speak again. Y'all go cop that book, The Skin I'm In. It is a, it's a short, yeah, it's a short mini 
um, novel, one of many to come, but it was very important that I produce something that is going to outlive me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I relate to that on all the levels, baby. <laughs> I relate to that big time. And then growing up in an all-white school, and I'm sitting here like, something wrong with me. I don't know what it is exactly, but <laughs> everybody looking at me funny sometimes being the only Black girl in my class through high school. Um, that was happening in, in uh, middle and high school, too. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even like, you know, an isolated occasion. So I relate it to It still that happens occasion. now. But you slaying, sis. You slaying <laughs> on them now, girl. You know, touching interject with that that little tidbit. I'm like, as you're talking, I'm thinking like, I wonder if that's something that is linked to my purpose because when I started my website, I was like, I officially love who I am, and it took me 30 years to get here, but I really I'm so comfortable in my skin now. And I love who I am. I love my skin. I love my personality. I love my hair. No, I don't. Um, <laughs> I was just like, there's so like, there's so much about myself that I'm proud of now. And I want to share that with people. And it actually, I actually do have people that be like, oh, your fitness post inspired me. Mm-hmm. Or the fact that you're unapologetic inspires me, that you speak your mind, mm-hmm. that you're vocal. You know, like letting people know, hey, we human out here. We human. And I didn't start off this way. And it doesn't yeah. have to end with the way that I started off. Right. So I'm, yeah. I'm wondering if that has something to do with it. My, my passion is I love writing. And I just discovered that recently. But um, I, I, I wasn't sure what my purpose is. But I'm sure that it might have something to do with that. Um, I'm not sure if it's tied to science. I love science. And um, I mean, this that is, is so dope. We have a black scientist in our family. Mm-hmm. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> I, um, I was thinking because I didn't, I, it, is, it might be a little bit of a stretch, but I was thinking because of all the issues that we're going through with our mom, how she's, mm-hmm. you know, had been in and out of the hospital with various things going on, surgeries and so on. And being able to communicate effectively with her nurses and her mm-hmm. doctors and being able it's to so important. language yeah that, that I was like I don't know because I, I spent so long you know being upset with myself that I didn't that I gave up on my pre-med dream mm-hmm. that I gave up on my medicine dream my PA my NP like I wanted to do all the things and I ended up doing none of them and I'm like I got all this knowledge in my head for what um <laughs> and I you know when when she went into the hospital she was very very ill um, January of 2020 and she wasn't able to speak for herself and or advocate for herself and daddy don't daddy don't know nothing <laughs> he, just, he was just like this here and they is like I don't even know what I'm like look I'll is. get these appointments and stuff together you handle that medical stuff <laughs> she got the appointment she handled the insurance she came home she cooked she cleaned she did all the stuff and I handled everything medical I talked to all her doctors. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, help. I was instrumental in making, I mean, obviously everybody was, was involved, but making decisions over like what procedures should be yeah. next or what types of tests they need to order for her and stuff like that. And the fact that I was able to speak their language, I was like, maybe that was the reason I learned all that stuff. <laughs> Even if I didn't correctly, I'm like, there's a reason. There's a reason. 
that all that stuff is just floating around up there. And I so when I, I so when I can't reach Shaniqua with my medical questions, <laughs> right? The next I'm person to call is listen. Mo. I have a headache. Listen, I'm like, be careful. What's this? stuff in our life wait like years ahead yeah. for things that he knows that's going to happen later on preparation and, baby yeah it's just crazy that it works that way because I was thinking about even what Tamara was saying like you think you have a path and that that just does not happen because a lot of people didn't know but right before the arm situation I had paid for firefighter academy because that's what I really wanted to do after I graduated I wanted to be just like my dad and become a firefighter be a, a, a like a black female firefighter and, and start making some history up in city of Tamarack or Lauder Hill or wherever I ended up and then right when I paid that's when everything happened I was like they reimbursed you thank you from us like no that's not what yeah. basically like that's not what you're gonna do Girl, you should have called me I would have got all them coins back yeah. for you <laughs> Yeah, wait, you didn't get reimbursed. Yeah, I think you get turned in, in, in another direction of where you're supposed to be going. So, yeah. I mean, it was a, an extreme thing that happened for me to turn and, I mean, keep going where I'm supposed to be going, but it happened. And then I was going to comment again on um, when Tamara was talking about colorism. It's funny because um, when I went to Ely in high school, you know, uh, there was a big Haitian population. And I knew last name James, I was always with, you know, the Jean, Jean-Pierre, Jean-Paul. <laughs> no, and I'm not trying, whoever's watching this, this is not like a, like a general thing. This just happened. That's a, yeah. French name. We was all in there with them graduating too. But, anyway, <laughs> but what happened was they used to look at me because I had the long, longer hair and I was the lighter complexion. And I never looked for anything. I never judged anyone, but they looked at me like, oh, she has pretty hair. She's light skinned. She probably got an attitude and da, 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 da. And I'm looking like, I'm from Lotta Hill. Yeah, deep side a little bit, but I ain't from Pompano. And that's a whole different city. <laughs> so- Shaniqua has similar experiences too. She always <laughs> said that she colorism. It's so true because I understand, you know, the dark skinned mm -hmm. women go through the issues, but mm -hmm. I, I told him I watched a um, documentary, I think it was called Black Girls, I'm not sure, but the dark skinned woman was like, when I used to see a light skinned girl walking across the street, 
She was like, she ain't do nothing to me. I go, me and my girls go jump her. She was like, we putting that all in her hair. We beat her up. So yeah. now you have, and I said, even when we moved to our house, I was walking on the street with Tamara, we a fifth grade. Oh, you think you all that? Cause you got long hair. And I'm like, what is she talking about? Like my sister's dog, what is she, <laughs> what's she talking about? But she didn't know I was coming out them skates on her. Like, uh, <laughs> them skates. But I, I tell my friend too, my friend, my friend struggles with colorism now. And I be like, it's not just, I understand right. the dark skin women get the brunt, mm-hmm. but you gotta understand if you even a little shade lighter than brown, you think you all that. Or yeah. when you go with your hair. And I'm like, I want my hair straight like y'all's. I don't want it curly and bushy, but they don't care. So it's like a, a vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. I, I used to get both. I used to get you dark skin and why you look like that kind of thing. And I also used to get you think you better than everybody because I was from the white schools. And I was like, <laughs> I came I'm like brown, so right. she tell me I'm light. She likes skin. Light, I ain't light skin. Light skin is tell me I'm bright. It's just, I'm just like, you know what? Whatever. I'm black. You're I'm in the black. middle. You're brown. <laughs> I got one more thing before, and then we can probably go on to Antea. Sorry. Yeah, we got it. No problem. Y'all keep no, talking. No problem. You didn't get out. You didn't so get my one more thing is Jaden is about what I don't know what is he about a little darker than they depends on summertime or not, not I don't know it just depends on the time of the year he actually goes to a predominantly Hispanic school so I remember Nisha said that he kind of could identify like as an Afro Latino basically because of the way he looks the way his hair is or whatever. but they treat him like sometimes they treat him like using the n-word where oh, i have yeah. involved and the teacher has to get involved because he is Tamara taking off her earring you know she ain't know we need to go out there i know this is um you know he is brown he's darker than me um yeah. or whatever like between me and nature i guess you could say but they do they they do classify him as you know being Black. dark so you know, just how the whole thing is with Cuba sometimes, you know, they have the light yeah. Cubans, they have the dark Cubans and they treat the dark, mm-hmm. all that stuff. So that ha- that ha- that happened in sixth grade, which you don't expect to happen because you think, you know, we think minority, minority, minorities, we all got each other back, but it's not like that. The colorism you know, is really in every country, though. Yeah, everywhere. It is. levels. freaking um, the Asian countries, they like to like, be as white, 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 white as possible. Mm-hmm. If they too dark, they be looked at funny. Everywhere, Dominican Republic, like everywhere. Mm-hmm. I would tell you in labor and delivery, you don't know how many birth certificates those people cannot even speak English. Blanco, I'm Blanco. So you see a lot of on the birth certificates, white, and they are totally Hispanic, yeah. you know, but they identify as white. So a lot of them. I'm not going to say all, but that's what I witnessed myself. That's wow. That's a whole other conversation. I could go. I know. I'm taking this race class too, boy. Mm-mm. Nisha anyway. is fighting power over here. <laughs> Starting a Black Panther party over here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Antea, let's go. You're not safe. <laughs> I know, right? Um, I don't have, I don't, I don't have a um, an inspiring story like Erica or like Tamara or um. 
the the numerous years of experience that Shaniqua has with her passion as well. I actually just got into mine. I have one, which is writing. I've always been a writer, but I'm like a secret writer. So I write and then I put it away. So we have basically a family full of writers. (laughs) Yeah, I used to write from high school. Like I used to write, I used to write stories in high school and I used to let people read them and they would be like, oh, that's dope. So I always have like, um, if I have a, a scene or something in my head, I write it down. And I put it away. So I may have like a whole bunch of stuff just hidden that I've written and I try to just get it out of my head so then I can make room for more because then otherwise I'll get, you know, writer's block. So if anything is in my head, I just try to write it down and I do that. So I like to do that. Um, The second passion that I just got into was my candles. Um, COVID came and everything was closed. And other people started, you know, venturing out. I saw Erica. Erica ready. (laughs) She got everything. Erica, um, she actually inspired me with the waist beads. I was like, dang, what can I do, you know, to make some extra money, something that I wouldn't mind doing that I like doing. And I thought about, I love candles, but I hate to buy them because I feel like they're so expensive. So I did like research for like six months before I actually started buying anything about how to make candles and fragrance oils and all kinds of stuff. So it took me maybe seven or eight months to start making the candles. And I made them before I had the company name, before I had anything, I was just making them just to to test them and see how they were. And just recently I kind of came up with a name, um, Jules Bell, Jewel, which is my grandmother. And then Bell is Zora's middle name. So I have that. Um, and then I'm going to start making labels and put labels on my candles and market just a little more, maybe start a website as well so I can put it out a little more. But um, my purpose, I don't, I don't know that. I don't know that as of yet. Um, I like hearing everybody else's purpose. And what I think about is what can I do to help them? Right. So Tamara have Tamara James Day. Yeah, I'll be there. I'll help give out whatever you want me to give out. Um, yeah. Shaniqua, she got Loretta's heart. You need me to deliver some stuff. I'll deliver some stuff. I'll make whatever you need me to make. So if anybody else has another venture that they already have, then I'm more than willing to help that person. Yeah. I mean, I can see that, actually. Mm-hmm. Now that you say that, I can. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I haven't figured supportive. it out yet. Yeah, I'm telling you how to go. She's a goat now. She's a goat but outside of that yeah just with shirts like um it's like just throw it back mo huh oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) but that's how i started with the shirts it was during covid and i was just like i'm bored (laughs) what am i gonna do so i bought the cricket machines really for like work stuff and then i just was like you know what let me try this And now it's just like boom, boom, boom. Erica be getting. You made your shirt. Let me see it. I didn't make this one, but I can't. That's from Target. <laughs> she showed okay, and she used. Huh? She that's said that's from Target. It, <laughs> it is. is Target. No, it's um, mess in a bottle. It's the black girl. Yes, they had them on Target for Black History Month. Mess in a bottle. I love her. Yeah, she made the shirt. I thought it was cute. I mean, I thought it had more words on it, but you know, I'm taking one of her quotes tomorrow. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, your purpose doesn't really have to be something that you do for yourself. Like, it doesn't have to be your own business. Like she said, if hers is helping, you know, pushing other people forward. Zora, you want to be on a podcast? 
can't hear you. She got the what you call it in. Oh, she can't hear. Look, she's like, bye. <laughs> Don't be running from us, Zora. Sharon, I think that was that was good. Yeah, I feel like um, when we think of purpose, um, we think of like it has to be this super like inspiring mm-hmm. story of like oh my God, and the Lord revealed to me. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's some people's story. That ain't everybody's story. They ain't, they ain't really mine. I ain't got nothing that's like as um, as heart-wrenching or, you know, emotional um, as some of the stories we heard just now. But I definitely... But I'm I do feel like your, your purpose is usually tied to other people, right? So what you're yeah, doing for, for other the people. World. Yeah. So I think, I mean, like you said, you're writing, you don't know who you're influencing with your writing. Like people actually, message me like, oh, I read your sister's blog. And I'm like, oh, you did? Like, I don't, we'll, you'll never know. Cause like they don't comment, they don't, yeah. you know, so. And I do, I do get messages from like random people that I don't really like, maybe I've connected with them on mm-hmm. Instagram or something like that. And they'll, they'll say, oh yeah, I've been really inspired. You know, I've been following your, I had a, I had a girl who um, put me on her blog actually recently. And she was like, I used to go to church with her many years ago. We never had a conversation. She reached out. She's like, I want to get you on my blog. I've been following your blog for a while and I'm so inspired by it. And I want other people, you know, I want to put you out on my platform and have other people, you know, um, read it and be inspired, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, <laughs> like you, you never blog? know. Like people are always watching you and what you're doing and you never know. Even yeah. if it's your kids, you know, like three of y'all have, you know, children on the call, like, or yeah. Shaniqua, you too. Like your kids watch, everybody watches you. So you never know who and I is get, getting what from what you I get views from like Ireland and from mm-hmm. like China and stuff like that. When I look at my Instagram page, China. <laughs> Watch it, 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 watch has this meeting has filled my heart with such joy. it has i'm good i kind of wanted it to be that. like crazy like our other zoom call was but i'm glad it wasn't because <laughs> how about this we have y'all back on at some point and we <laughs> cut up calm <laughs> down we'll wait till time we get out of the office we ain't gotta wait till i get out of the office they gonna get what they gonna get period <laughs> Y'all gonna get whatever Tamara come up at this dog on Zoom. <laughs> yeah. I- so what had happened was, we don't know what happened. In the middle of recording, we, don't we got a message that said I was signed on from another device, which I wasn't because obviously I was on the podcast. I don't even have another device to sign on from. Anyway. And her hands were here the whole time. So um, it cut off half of the... Not half, but like the intel of the podcast. And that was when we was getting fun. Yeah, it got a little lit at the end and y'all missed it. I guess that was, maybe that was Tamara's revenge for being like, I needed to go and y'all can't carry on. That's true. She probably did. I bet she did that. She signed in from a different device with nation name. That's what happened. (laughs) No, No, we don't know what happened. But what we do know is that we did get enough information for y'all. So we will go ahead and show y'all that. Yeah, we're gonna, what? Let's do that over. Okay. Where are we putting this? At the end or the beginning? 
Oh, well, because I, well, I said we'll go ahead and show y'all. Are we going to put it at the end? Like, hey, sorry about that. Yeah. Hey, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> we need to put that in there. Thanks for joining us. Remember, feel free to slide in our DMs with topics or questions you'd like to chat about. It goes down in a DM. Hey. It goes down in a DM. Hey. It goes down. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Your support really means a lot to us. See you next time. <laughs> Bye, y'all.